Gospel Prophecy Series. Ministries. We're transmitting live from the Aventura Hollandale area in Miami, Florida. We thank you all for tuning in for today's program. Our lines will be open if you would like to call in or text in with any questions or comments. The local phone number is 305-992-9537. Again, 305-992-9537. And well, today's topic will be that of deception and false Christ as we look at Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 and 5. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. I'd be happy to. Thank you, Pastor Vic, and especially thank you for having me on, and hello to all those who are listening in. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word, to thank you for letting us know how the end times will play out so we as Christians could be prepared and have our hope placed in you. Lord, bless our conversation today, and may we grow more knowledgeable about you and our deeper in our relationship with you. In your precious and wonderful name, amen. Amen, amen. Again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we talk about deception and false Christ in Matthew chapter 24, verses 5. And of course, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. More information at calvaryaventura.com and on Facebook on JN832. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan just a wonderful Good morning and hello question as to how you're doing today in Texas. Hello, brother. Yes, we're doing quite well down here in Texas, Dallas particularly. Still a little bit of a drought, but it's been a good summer, and we're just praising the Lord for the rain that we have been getting. How about uh, you all in Miami? Oh, Nathan, thank you so much for asking. You know, here in Miami, it, it's uh, August. It's the hottest season, and it seems like just about August being over, all of a sudden we got a little cool breeze this morning. Sweet. Very nice. I know. So, Nathan, I'm looking forward to August being over here. Although we love the weather here, but August seems to be the hottest time. Well, you do live in a garden paradise, brother. (laughs) That is true. Well, Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program as our special guest. We're very excited to see what God is going to say to all of us today with what he's put in your heart as we continue in this very important topic there in Matthew chapter 24. But before we continue, Nathan, if you would do me a favor, maybe share a little bit about your ministry once again. Maybe someone is tuning in for the first time to our program and they would like to reach out to you. Certainly, certainly. Uh, My name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry proclaiming the soon return of Jesus Christ. We are so excited that Jesus is coming soon. All the signs of the times point to his return, and uh, Pastor Vic and I will be talking about that today, actually. And uh, so uh, that's what this ministry does. It was founded by Dr. David Reagan, and our television show, Christ and Prophecy, has been airing for 12 years now on 15 networks across the world. You can uh, check out our website at lamblion.com. There you can watch the shows, read articles, join in our Facebook group and other social networks. 
and uh, just get to know God's prophetic word, which is 31% of the Bible is God giving us prophecy. He wants us to know about the future, what his plan for the ages is. And you can learn about that on our website at lamblion.com. Incredible. Thank you so much, Nathan. Of course, that information is here on twave.tv for those that are watching us via also twitcasting.tv live. And it's just great information and great resources. You know, Nathan, I want to thank you for that incredible article that you just posted regarding one of our programs. Can you talk to us briefly how we can get a hold of that as well? Sure. That was our e-newsletter. It goes out every other Wednesday. And what we do is we look at the news in the world today and see how that is related to what the Bible has to say. So we use the Bible as our guide, not the newspapers as our guide for understanding what God's will is. And uh, what we do is uh, we have, of course, uh, articles and, and blogs uh, on our website. And um, we put those sometimes in a newsletter and send it out. And particularly the newsletter that went out today was your nice discussion on the Great Tribulation. And a lot of folks are wondering if we're living in the tribulation now because so much is going on in the world that has people scared. It looks like evil is running amok. We're not in the tribulation right now. And you and I discussed that, and we put that in the newsletter. And folks can go to our website, lamblion.com. Right on every page of the website at the bottom, it says sign up for your newsletter, and they can get that and your charge. Amen. Thank you so much, Nathan. And I'm so glad that you clarified that for us because as we step into this next segment of our program, of course, we've been talking about the temple. Last week, we were in Matthew chapter 24. We looked at the beginning verses. And Nathan, I wanted to see if maybe we can read over Matthew 24, uh, verses 1 through 3. And maybe if you can give us a little bit of a recap for someone that maybe wasn't tuned into last week's program. Would that be okay? Uh, certainly. That'd be great. Uh, we're in Matthew chapter 24. You can also find parallel passages in Luke 21 and Mark 13. Uh, the setting is the temple. Jesus is there with his apostles, so they're at the temple. And verse 1 in the New King James says, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, which is across from the Temple Mount, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us. When will we see these things, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Mm. And Nathan, this is an, an amazing passage. And last week, you pointed out some very important things to us regarding this temple that was one of the wonders of the world at that time. And then you also clarified for us very clearly uh, the, the questions there in verse 3, that it's really not just one question, but it was divided into several parts. Can you recap for us uh, that, those verses? Certainly. Well, again, the setting was the temple. This was the most amazing building that anyone would have ever seen at that time period. That'd be like, you know, the, the poor dirt farmers showing up and seeing the Taj Mahal or Congress or, you know, the, a stadium, a football. I mean, any of these massive, massive buildings, it was just beyond their belief. And they're all gaping and gawking at the, the fineness of it all, the, the, the being the center of worship for Israel and even the center of commerce and it was supposed to be God's home. So it's this amazing, amazing building, and all of life and activity is happening right there. And then Jesus, out of the blue, says, Do you know what? None of this will be here much longer. It'll all be torn down, every stone taken down and thrown away. I mean, you could imagine the shock of the apostles. They, were, they couldn't believe it. Here, you know, this is God's home. Why would God abandon his home? And so a little later, when they probably got their confidence back, uh, they got across to the other side, uh, the Mount of Olives, which overlooks the Temple Mount area. 
and they asked Jesus three questions. They asked him, when will the temple fall? What will be the sign of the end of the age? And what will be the sign of Jesus' coming? So they asked three questions, but each of those questions actually refers to a different time period. When will the temple fall, which was near history for them, which we knew it fell in 70 A.D., the Romans destroyed it completely, not stone was, one stone was left upon another. Then they asked, what will be the sign of the end of the age? And that's the end of the church age in which we are living in now. And the third one was, what will be the sign of Jesus' coming? The events that come just shortly before Jesus' second coming. And so Jesus answered those by giving the apostles ten different sets of signs that they could look out for that would indicate each of the answer of those three. Now, as each as we go through time, the temple falling 70 A.D., the end of the church age, which is now, and the end of uh, the tribulation, which is Jesus' second coming, those signs would come more frequently and more intensely the closer they got to those things. So uh, you would have some of the fulfillment of the signs in 70 A.D., but it would be a lot stronger and a lot more of them at the end of the church age, and then they'd be all over the place at the end of the tribulation just for Jesus comes. So that's the setting and the background for these questions. Excellent point, Nathan. And of course, uh, without a doubt, I mean, if we turn on the news today, we can clearly see the development of these signs. The stage is being set. Uh, the players are in their positions. And of course, now we get into verses uh, 4 and 5 here of the book of Matthew, chapter 24. And Nathan, would you be able to read for us uh, verses 4 and 5 there as we make our way through this incredible passage? Certainly. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. We can read the parallel passage of that. That's also in uh, Luke 21.8. He says, He replied, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. Mm. And Nathan, of course, here we find that part of the signs of the end time is an incredible outbreak of deception and individuals claiming to be the Christ. So Nathan, when we talk about deception, of course, deception comes from many different forms and many different sides. But here, clearly, the deception was one of the signs was many false Christs will rise. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, this is actually the most prolific end time sign that Jesus gives. Not only in Matthew 24, 5 does he give it, but then again in verse 11, he again says, and many false prophets will arise and mislead many. And then again in verse 24, he says, for false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders, so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. So three times in this passage, Jesus said that false prophets, false Christs, would come claiming to be Jesus, claiming to be speakers for God, and they would mislead many people into this false doctrine. And that was the number one end-time sign he gave to point to his soon return. You know, that's a great point, because when we talk about deception, it comes in many uh, ways, and individuals need to recognize that, especially now, we have so many televangelists, right, Nathan? We have uh, so many even radio programs, and and we see so much uh, uh, deception in terms of the doctrine Uh, that is being taught. We have all these new religions popping up, and some that have popped up in our century, uh, also with individuals claiming uh, to be the Christ, or claiming to be the deliverer. And we find so many individuals following uh, these false, deceptive individuals. And like you mentioned, Nathan, so this is a great sign that we're starting to see even in our times. Uh, You're not kidding. 
again, it, there was fulfillment, three different fulfillments of this, obviously, before the temple fell in 70 A.D., and as soon as the church got off the ground, immediately false teachings started coming in. Uh, one, the Judaizers, you know, they're the ones who said, well, to be a Christian, you also had to live under the law. Yes. And Paul told them, you know, they had to go off and emasculate themselves. He had really strong words for them, because he was very angry that they were trying to put the people back under the law. There was also a group called the Gnostics. They were Greeks who believed that they had superior knowledge about God and that it was the Bible plus their knowledge. They believed that Jesus couldn't possibly have been in human form because they thought that materialism is evil and spirit is good. Therefore, Jesus was a spirit who inhabited a body and then at the crucifixion left the body, and so he wasn't really crucified. And they would teach these false teachings. And this Gnosticism crept into the early church, too. And so Satan is always trying to water down the message of God as soon as it hits the ground. You know, Nathan, and that's a great point. And even the Apostle John uh, began to uh, warn uh, the believers at his time regarding uh, this attack that would come upon the church and uh, also how we were to guard ourselves. And I believe the message is still the same for today because, you know, in First uh, John chapter 4, uh, you know, verse um, 1, uh, John writes, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So, Nathan, you're bringing us through history, showing us clearly that that deception is just going to continue to get worse, right? And you could go all the way back to Moses, Deuteronomy 18, verses 21 through 22. You know, the people were confused. How would we know... How do we know that Moses is speaking for the Lord? How do we know that these prophets that God will rise up one day speak for the Lord? And God said, if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? Well, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You should not be afraid of him. So we know then that when a false prophet speaks, their prophecy has to come true, and if it doesn't come true, we know then they are false prophets. So that's the gauge by which we can gauge prophecy, because God fulfills his prophecy 100% of the time. You know, there were 300 prophecies in the Old Testament, 109 distinct ones, that talked about the first coming of Jesus. And Jesus fulfilled all 109 distinct prophecies about being the Messiah at the first coming, 100%. So we know that Jesus is the Messiah, and we know that we can put our faith and trust in him. He also said that there's, there's 500 verses in the Old Testament, and one in every 25 in the New Testament talk about Jesus' second coming. Now, Pastor Vic, since we know that Jesus fulfilled 100% of his prophecies in the first coming, how sure can we be then that he's going to fulfill all 100% of his second coming? Absolutely, and we can be 100% sure of that, Nathan, because the Word of God is true and it never fails. And, uh, you know, that's the thing that hopefully our listeners can grasp from this, is that the Bible is trustworthy, and this is the only thing that will not mislead a person, but they can sort of bank on and place their eternal future on and trust it. So, Nathan, I believe 100% of it will come to fruition, and some of it we're seeing it happening right, be, right before our eyes. Now, you talked to us also about the nation of Israel, right? And that was an incredible sign right there. Yeah, and the idea that Israel, before it was even formed, God had left a message with Moses and told them that Israel wouldn't one day abandon God and be exiled. 
and we read throughout the prophets how Israel would be regathered again. Now, Israel, uh, the northern kingdom, fell in 722 B.C., and then Judah and Jerusalem in 586 B.C. They were Jews had abandoned God, and uh, as punishment, he hauled them off into exile. But he returned them. He regathered them from Babylon, and he brought them back to Israel. They rebuilt their nation again, but again they abandoned God. They, they rejected his Messiah. And in 70 A.D., just as Jesus prophesied here in Matthew 24, he sent the Romans in, and the Romans obliterated Israel. They destroyed Judea, and then they cast the Jews to the four corners of the world. And for the last 1,900 years, the Jews have been wanderers of the planet. And yet, he said they would be regathered a second time. And so now we're seeing the Jews being regathered back into Israel again. And then that's where God will then work on the Jewish people's hearts to try to bring them back to him, get them out of their humanism, and to back to a worship of God and accepting Jesus as their Savior. And so that is all coming, but that's kind of a, a different prophecy. That is one of the uh, signs of the end times that Jesus talks about, Matthew 24. It's the tenth one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there are just so many prophecies going on today that point to the answers that Jesus gave us that we are at the end of this age. That's right. And, and of course, this deception, Nathan, is ultimately going to bring about the greatest deceiver of all times, that even in the book of uh, Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, he talks about this individual that is coming, and, and that's all leading towards that, right? Yes, yes. I mean, that's the ultimate fulfillment. That's actually the answer to the end of the third question about the signs before Jesus' second coming. I mean, there have always been false prophets and false teachers. Man, you can go back to Acts chapter 5, verse 37, and Josephus, uh, who was a historian at that time period, right. also wrote in his book of the wars, and he talked about this guy named Judah the Galilean. <laughs> and Judah the Galilean, he told all the Jews about this about 10 years before the birth of Jesus, that it was shameful for them to be consenting to pay tribute to the Romans and tolerating mortal masters after having God for their Lord. He even had this false priest named Sadoc, and Sadoc, you know, was like the false prophet for Judah the Galilean. Wow. And he went around telling people that <clears throat> he was the Elijah that was preceding the coming of the Messiah. So Judah and Sadoc, they founded a group, which you'll probably recognize, called the Zealots, and who was a famous apostle that was a former zealot. That is uh, Paul the Apostle of Saul, of course. Well, uh, the zealot, though, was Simon, right? This is this is Bible quiz time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Nathan. Yeah, remember Simon the Zealot. Simon was part of this cult, and he got saved out of that cult. Now, the, that'd be like today a radical Islamic jihadist getting saved and becoming a Christian and a Christ follower. So there were these false prophets at that time period. Matter of fact, Satan knew when Jesus came, and, and you know he was confused and all, but he quickly, as, as much as possible, tried to put all these false prophets all these false teachers out there to confuse people so they wouldn't recognize the Messiah when he came. In fact, in Acts 5.36, also uh, Josephus wrote it in his book Antiquities about a man named Thetis. Now, about 45 A.D., so this is about 12 years after Jesus' death, uh, this man named Thetis, he came in, it said the majority of the masses, he told them to take up their possessions and follow him to the Jordan River. And when he got to the Jordan River, they would know that he was the Messiah because he would part the waters and the people would go through. Well, that Thetis got to the Jordan River, and obviously the water didn't part. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you know, again, a false prophet, just as Deuteronomy 18 said, you, you can't believe these people because their prophecies came were false. So Nathan, Thetis, 
that's a lot of his amazing. followers were killed. Yeah, and that's, what, that's what's amazing to me. And yet we have so many even so, uh, so-called modern-day prophets, right, Nathan? Individuals wearing this title uh, that they're prophets and they're supposedly doing all these signs uh, in the name of Jesus. And 90% of these things don't even come true. And, and people still continue to follow them. If you go to Watchman.org, that's uh, James Walker's website, he was a Mormon who got saved out of Mormonism, and he's dedicated his life to helping people escape the teachings of false teachers and false Christ. And his website, Watchman.org, reports there are 1,200 religious organizations in the world, 500 cults, just, just, man, here in the USA alone. Wow. 500 cults. So Satan, again, is, is more, as we said earlier, as the signs of the times come near the end times, they come more frequent, more intense, and that's what we're seeing now. Uh, there are, I mean, 500 cults in the U.S. alone. Satan and, is trying Nathan, everything he can to water down the gospel. And, and people don't understand, Nathan, that when you have religions like the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Mormons, that they supposedly talk about Jesus, it's not the same Jesus that we're talking about, right? Well, no. I mean, take Joseph Smith, for instance. Uh, back in 1830, he founded the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as the Mormons. It's the world's largest cult. And uh, what he did is... Uh, there's, well, about five million of them today, he went around teaching that Jesus is the brother of Satan and that someday we'll all become gods one day. We'll have our own planets, our wives will <laughs> populate. Get this, our wives will populate an entire planet, oh. pregnant for eternity. Tell your wife that. And that's what they're looking forward to. And it's become five million of them in the world now. And uh, that is the. And he was a known con man at the time period, and yet today people still follow Joseph Smith's teachings. Uh, one of the signs of these false teachers, these false Christs, is they usually say a revelation from God came to them and them right. alone. Uh, Joseph Smith said an angel came, Moroni, and gave him these these golden uh, tablet-type things, and that's where the message is. Not, nobody to verify it. It was the same with Muhammad back in 600 A.D. Uh, he said that Gabriel came and visited him and had the message for God that only Allah is to be worshipped out of the 360 gods in Mecca. He was the uh, uh, Muhammad's um, family god was uh, Allah, which was the moon god, and so he went, and no one believed him until he had an army behind him, and then they're like, yeah, we'll believe you. <laughs> and so these guys, they come out of nowhere, they usually say that God has talked to them, which I'm sure you know a demon is talking to them, right. and then they go around pretending to be either a prophet of God, like Muhammad, or they claim to be Jesus Christ himself. As a matter of fact, there's one guy uh, who's been popular uh, in history, recent history, is Jim Jones. Right. You familiar with Jim Jones? Yes. He created the People's Temple Christian Church. He claimed to be God, Buddha, and Lenin all rolled up into one. And back in 1978, he took his followers down to Jonestown, Guyana, and uh, there's 914 of them, and they decided to commit mass suicide. They took the Kool-Aid, they poisoned it, they fed it to all their people, and they drank. Right. And the entire people, including Jim Jones, were killed. A false teacher who led 914 people to their death. You know, Nathan, that's why individuals are maybe tuned into the program are wondering, well, are these false prophets real? And you're sharing with us a true story that anybody could Google it or research it, Wikipedia, and see that this was true in our time. Oh, yeah. And he's not the only one. Like I said, 500 cults out there. The most recent, Jose de Luis de Jesus, Golden yeah. Grace International, he himself claims to be Jesus. He goes around saying he's Jesus Christ. And he said that back before June 30, 2012, he would usher in his government of the 666, 
all his followers have 666 tattooed on them. Now, obviously, when the government of the 666 didn't get ushered in in June 30, 2012, I'm not sure he has the following that he used to. He kind of disappeared from the scene after that. But again, just like Deuteronomy 18 said, when a false price Christ or a false prophet gives a prophecy that doesn't come true, then you know they're false and have nothing to do with them. And you know, Nathan, what's amazing is uh, he actually has a congregation here in the area of Doral, which is maybe about a half hour from where we are, and that was one of the things that they were actually having their congregants tattoo themselves with 666. Really? Is that, uh, are they still functioning? Actually, I need to double-check, but I know he was moving back and forth from the ministry here to this other ministries that he had, and it was a big uh, thing over here, and uh, it was amazing that people's eyes were so blind to the point, Nathan, that, I mean, you, you would think it's obvious that if someone said put 666 on your body, that at least you know there's something wrong with that, right? Exactly. <laughs> you see all these, like, teenage girls proudly showing their wrists with 666 on them, and as if that was a good thing. And Nathan, so when we talk about deception, we want our listeners to understand that this is very real. And deception comes in many forms, uh, many religions. Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And, and no man comes to the Father but through me. But these deceivers want people to think that there are other ways for salvation. Right, Nathan? Yeah, either it's because they're satanically charged, demon-possessed, or they're just egomaniacs. They want the world to worship them. And isn't that what Satan promised in the Garden of Eden? That's that Adam and Eve, if they ate of the fruit, would be like God. They would become gods themselves. And that has always had an appeal with humanity. You give humans just a little bit of power and it goes to their heads. We want to be worshipped as gods. It's in our nature, our sin nature. But we have to give that up because there's only one true God, and that's God, the Father, Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ, the Son. Three in one. That is the God of the Bible, Jehovah God. And he is the one true God. Excellent point. And Nathan, of course, you know, this uh, first segment of our program is coming to an end. But what a great uh, information, what great insight you've given to us regarding these false religions and these false Christs. And we pray that anyone that is tuned into the program, you stay tuned in for our second segment. Of course, you can always call us at 305-992-9537 or text in your questions or your comments for uh, Nathan Jones as we touch on this incredible subject of deception and false Christ. Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on our program, and th thank you so much for enlightening us there on Matthew chapter 24, uh, verse 5. Thank you, uh, Pastor Vic. It's a great blessing to be on again. Amen, and you're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we've been covering that incredible topic of deception as we look at the signs of the times in Matthew chapter 24. And of course, we will encourage any one of you to always uh, reach out to us if you have any questions or comments regarding eschatology, Bible prophecy, and of course, stay tuned to the previous programs that we've had here before and the ones that are to come. But again, if you find that you have been deceived, uh, we, we pray that the Holy Spirit will open up your heart and your eyes to know that Jesus Christ is the... Sanded Jupiter and Bill. 
from your hands Oh, won't you please just take my heart And just tear it all apart Just break me down And build me up again I want to be like wood Caught from your hands I, I want to be more like you oh, I, I want to be more like you oh, I, I want to be more like you So let me be Just like me listening to T-Wave, Calvary Chapel Spanish Radio. area we ask that you keep us in prayer our lines will be open in case you want to call us in or text in a question or a comment the local phone number is 305-992- Nine five three seven three zero five nine nine two nine five three seven. We'll welcome your question. Today's topic is that of deception and false Christ. As we look at Matthew chapter twenty-four, verse five. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. I'd be happy to. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. Help us, Lord, be discerning. Help us to see the false teachers, the false prophets and not be deceived. Lord, you said even the elect could possibly deceive mm. for not keeping in your word. So as we study your word today, Lord, equip uh, us, give us the armor and protection to resist deception, yes. and Lord, that we may follow you with all our hearts. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Of course, you're tuned into the Bible Prophecy Edition of The Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we talk about the topic of deception and false Christ. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com on Facebook on JN8 
32. Very excited about today's program, and it's also very exciting to have my special guest, Nathan Jones, on today's program. Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on, especially for the second segment of the program. Hey, the pleasure's all mine, brother. I love to share the Word of God. It's something very exciting, and that you're out there on T-Wave 24-7 sharing the gospel is an exciting thing. The Lord's using you mightily, man. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, it's always a pleasure to have you on. I also want to thank the Lord for the Lamb and Lion ministry team out there, Dr. Reagan and everyone else, for that wonderful job uh, that they do. But Nathan, of course, maybe someone didn't tune into our last segment and they don't know much about the ministry that you guys are, have out there. And maybe uh, you can share a little bit so that they also will take advantage of all the wonderful resources that you have to offer. Sure, sure. Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry proclaiming the soon return of Jesus Christ. That's our purpose. That's our goal, to share with people the soon return of Jesus Christ. It's good news, man. It gets people excited about uh, yeah. Jesus coming, if, especially if they're believers. Now, if they're unbelievers, they're not so excited because Jesus is coming back in wrath for them. But for the church, he's coming back to rapture those, to take us up to heaven, to be with him forever. And so we're excited about that. We believe that that message teaches us that we should live holy lives while we're here and that we should be out evangelizing and sharing the gospel because the time is short. Absolutely. Folks can learn about our ministry at lamblion.com. There we have our television show, Christ in Prophecy. It's on 15 networks across the country. We have articles and blogs and Facebook group you can join and, and just discuss and, and get into God's prophetic word. It, it really, man, it gives us such hope for the future, and I want to share that hope with other people. Excellent. And of course, that's what these programs are all about, is offering hope, encouragement, and educating our listeners so that they would understand clearly how soon uh, we are to see in the face of our Lord Jesus Christ and uh, the rapture of the church. Nathan, that program was uh, just amazing. As we talked about deception, you opened up some incredible scriptures for us abroad and shed a lot of light into this epidemic or this great sign of the last days, which is that of deception. I was going to ask you, Nathan, maybe someone didn't tune into our last program. If you will read for us once again there, Matthew chapter 24, verses uh, 3 through 5 for us, and then we can maybe give a little recap. Certainly. Well, this is the beginning of Jesus listing 10 different signs of the end times. Uh, the 10 different signs asked three questions that the apostles had for him. They had wanted to know, one, when would the temple fall? And we know that happened in history in 70 A.D. They also want to know what will be the signs of the end of the age, that is the age of the end of the church, the church age, which I'd say we live in right now. And the third question was, what will be the sign of Jesus' coming? In other words, the things that happened during the tribulation just before Jesus comes at the end of those seven years of tribulation. And so Jesus starts with the very first sign, which he begins in Matthew 24 and verse 4. And Jesus said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Now, Jesus again, verse 11, says the same thing. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And then again, skips up to verse 24, for false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Jesus, this is... Pastor Vic, one of the most prolific signs that Jesus gives is that as we get closer to the last days before Jesus returns to rapture his church, that we will see more false prophets and more teachers. They will come more frequently and more intensely as Satan tries to drown out the Word of God and confuse people, even believers, so that they aren't following the true Jesus Christ of the Bible. Mm, excellent point. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, that's exactly the focus here, as we're noticing the one of those signs there, verse 4. Again, it says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one 
deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And Nathan, you shared to, uh, with us that throughout history, we've had these, uh, these groups rise up and with leaders calling themselves the Christ. And also, I need to get back to you because you caught me at the quiz, man, before you gave us a quiz. And, <laughs> and I, was, I was thinking of Paul the Apostle as he was zealous for, uh, for, for, his, uh, for his religion. But that's not what you had in mind when you talked to us about this false group. Can you talk to us a little bit about that again? Sure, sure. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, brother. That's uh, okay. You woke me up. That's good. Yeah, well, Paul was definitely zealous. Paul was a Jew. Uh, thoroughly, he was an Orthodox Jew. He was a you know, five books of Moses of the law. He was a terrible persecutor of the church. He stood there watching Stephen be stoned to death, one of the first Christians, to the first person to come to Christ after Jesus went up to heaven and ascended to heaven. And so Paul was very zealous for the Lord. Uh, and, of course, as he was going to the ro- on the road to Damascus to, to punish and throw Christians in prison up there in Damascus in Syria, the Lord stepped before him and asked him, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then Saul gave his life to Jesus, and then he realized he was persecuting the Jesus of the Bible. The fulfillment of all those prophecies of the Messiah, his eyes were like open, literally because he was blinded by Jesus and had to have these scales fall off his eyes to see. So he was now zealous for the Lord. But there was also one of Jesus' other apostles called Simon the Zealot, and the Zealots were actually followers of a man named Judah of Galilee. And uh, you can read this in Josephus' book of the Wars, and of course Acts 5.37. He was uh, about ten years before Jesus was born. Uh, Judah the Galilean told the people that that it was shameful for them to consent to pay any more tribute to the Romans and tolerate their mortal masters, because God was their God alone. He had a false prophet in Elijah named Sadoc, and the two of them, both Judah and Sadoc, founded this cult called the Zealots. And that's where we find Simon the Zealot. Simon was saved out of that cult. What an excellent point. And Nathan, of course, the idea there, too, that you were sharing with us was that just like this cult, there's many others that have risen up. Can you give us those numbers again, Nathan, in the United States alone? Sure. Well, if you go to Watchman.org, which is a cult-watching website, uh, Christian, it's uh, founded by a man who was a former Mormon who is now saved, and he's trying to protect people from getting deceived. There are 1,200 religious organizations in the world. 1,200. Wow. 500 in the United States alone are cults. We have 500 cults based in the United States. So there is definitely, again, as we get closer to Jesus coming back at the end of this age, which ends in the rapture, there are being more false teachers, more false prophets coming frequently and more intensely to, as Satan tries to confuse people and keep them from the true God of the Bible and his salvation through Jesus Christ. You know, Nathan, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, uh, by this we know, we, we know love because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. And then in, in, in 1 John 4, 1, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit but test the spirit whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And you, you share with us, Nathan, likewise, that those uh, uh, false uh, occultic um, religions that are rising up, they don't, they don't share the same Jesus that we share. And you mentioned to us, of course, talking about Mormons and talking about Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. And we see yet... Jim Jones and so many others, right, Nathan, that, that people follow them. Why, what do you think? Why, what's the deal with that? 
Well, uh, for one, like uh, take Joseph Smith, who founded the Mormons. He went back, and most of these cults do. They go back to the lie Satan said in the Garden of Eden, that we will become gods. Yes. You know, uh, that is the, the fall of humanity, and uh, that sin nature lives in us today, this desire that we are more than just humans, that we are gods, and we right. will to become gods one day. And so he, he passed Jesus off as just the brother of Satan, and that one day we will be as uh, evolved as Jesus, and we'll become gods of our own planets. And people love that. They love the idea of becoming their own gods. They, we still fall for that old lie in the Garden of Eden that Satan gave Adam and Eve. And so that's one of the reasons that, that people tend to, to go for cults. Uh, another reason, actually, is that a lot of the people that get swept up in the cults, if they weren't born into it, were um, very disaffected from society. They're lonely, they're outcasts, they're looking for something to believe in, and cults are very warm and they're very welcoming. Yes. They give people purpose. Uh, matter of fact, we're reading today about uh, the first American just got killed uh, in Iraq. He's fighting for ISIS, fighting for the terrorist organization that's slaughtering Christians left and right. And you wonder, how can Americans join such a bloodthirsty Islamic group like ISIS? It's because, uh, I was reading a story about how his stepbrother said, it's because he was lonely and disenfranchised, and these people showed him attention and love and a sense of brotherhood, and that's what some of these people go for. Nathan, what an incredible point you're mentioning, because we're finding that that's exactly what these occults do. They, They try to make you feel good, they lure you in, and of course we find even Oprah in a sense, right Nathan? Oprah, oh, don't get me started on Oprah. (laughs) You know, she started out in the church setting. She grew up in the church. But she got to one point in her life where she heard the verse about Jesus being a, a jealous God. You know, God is jealous of other people worshiping others and not him. And she took it to mean that, well, Jesus is jealous of her. And she's like, well, why would I want to follow a God who's jealous of me? I must be a God myself. Right. And really, as long as Oprah was on the air, she brought in every kind of new age teacher and astrologer and 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 anyone who would teach that we are gods and will become gods one day. So Oprah is a huge, huge factor influencing primarily women across the the world even that we are to become gods one day, very much into the New Age scene. And that's what the New Age teaches. It's it's got an occultic background and Satanism, of course, but they're looking for this Lord Maitreya, this false Christ to come and usher in this New Age, this Age of Aquarius, and that we will all transcend ourselves and become like gods one day. Matter of fact, the New Agers are anxious for the rapture of church to happen. They want believers off this planet because they believe that we're holding the world back right. from finally evolving into the gods that they were meant to be. Can you believe that? <laughs> and Nathan, and you know, this is why when we talk about deception, people don't understand that we have modern-day false prophets, modern-day false teachers, uh, individuals that are just filling people's hearts and minds with lies, feel-good lies, and so many are swallowing it. You know, one of the heartbreakers for me is I used to have a uh, supervisor at a position that I, I was in. He was a Jehovah's Witness, and we talked about Jehovah's Witness theology a lot. Now, that is a uh, another cultic group that was founded by Charles Taze Russell, and they taught that Jesus was the Archangel Michael. So Jesus isn't the Son of God. He's just Michael the Archangel. They deny that there's a trinity, a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They deny that. But they prophesied that the world would end. Get this, how many times? They said the world would end in 1914, and it didn't happen. 
It ended 1918. It didn't happen. <laughs> 1925, 1975, 1989. You get the point. Again right. and again and again, the Jehovah's Witnesses have said that the world would end. Now, all we have to do is go back to Deuteronomy 18, verses 21 through 22. And God gave the Jews, which they passed on to us, how do we know that a message is from the Lord? And he, God said, when a prophet speaks the name of the Lord, that the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is a thing which the Lord has not spoken. Right. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously, you shall not be afraid of him. So we know from all these failed prophecies that this is false prophet. The Jehovah's Witnesses are following a false teaching group, the Watchtower Tract Society out of New York City, and they need to leave it because it's, a, it's unbiblical. But they're pulled into that sense of community, that sense of family. And, and this is another thing with the cults, Pastor Vic. When you try to leave one, you're not just giving up your faith in whatever they teach. You're giving up your family that's because right. they will disown you. And, you know, Nathan, that's what a lot of people don't understand, that trap that they fall into. And they come to us as very family-oriented individuals. I was uh, doing some thrift shopping uh, with my wife because we cannot afford the malls. <laughs> <laughs> and when I went to the thrift store, my, uh, Nathan, they had their Watchtower magazines all over the place. Oh, no. And on the front of the Watchtower magazine in this edition, they have this great uh, uh, picture of three young guys, and then they show them as uh, gotten older and being together as friends forever kind of a thing, and very colorful picture. And as soon as you look at the cover, of course, you want to open and start reading it, you know? Oh, yeah, it's very attractive. I mean, that's Satan is an angel of light. He comes. He doesn't come as some ugly, bent-up, old, you know, forked, tongue-tailed, demon creature he he comes as himself the most beautiful being that god ever created and satan knows to use that to use a, a family beauty all to attract people to the cult but you know another trait the cults have is their leadership they're almost always founded by a very dynamic charismatic type person yes. he either considers himself to be the christ or at least probably the last prophet of god and, and these people are swept up into it. You know, uh, back in um, the Branch Davidians, back in the early 90s, I believe it was 93, uh, only about four hours from here in Dallas, down in Waco, Texas, the Branch Davidians followed a man named David Koresh. Right. David Koresh was like it. He was a dynamic, charismatic founder. He believed that he was Jesus. Everybody believed him. But then when people started wondering, especially when he started molesting the, the daughters of the members, they're like, uh, we need to get out of here. And they would send basically hit squads out saying, you're not going to leave our group. So they find out that, like you said, it starts out good, but pretty soon you realize you're trapped in there. You lose everything. And people, when they do leave the cult, they do. They, they not only lose probably all their possessions, but they lose their families. Their families won't talk to them anymore. And so they're basically shunned from society. So for Jesus, they literally have to give it all up to follow the true Jesus of the Bible. Mm, excellent point. And you know, Nathan, that... And three, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every says that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the Spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world and that's what you're telling us right nathan yes you know that's what we're actually working towards uh we are working again the three questions that were asked 
were when the temple would fall, 70 A.D., and then it was when the end of the age, the end of the church age, which ends in the rapture, and then the end of the tribulation, the sign of Jesus coming. Now we know then that uh, we've read about different false prophets and false uh, Christ during the before the temple fell in 70 A.D. We also talk about the many that are here today. But what it's ultimately working up towards is the final false Christ and false prophet, and that is the false Christ called the Antichrist, which will be the one world leader during the tribulation. The tribulation is a seven-year time period that's coming on the world after the church is raptured out of here. It is the worst time in human history. The Bible says there is no time that's bad as is happening. And this guy, this false Christ, will be the only one claiming to be Christ. He will you know, crush all the other religions, form a one-world religion that worships him, and he's possessed by Satan, so it's a really satanic worship. And he will have a false prophet, a false teacher who will be the PR man for him. He will out, be out there telling people that they need to follow and worship the false Christ. He'll set up an image. Uh, no one's sure what this image is, but it's considered a living image. Maybe it's a, a video recording, a hologram, a robot, right. or something. Kind of like Nebuchadnezzar made that statue and made everybody worship it. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Bevgo, they said no. Well, the Antichrist, his false prophet, is going to set up another image that everybody can worship. And so the whole world then will be enslaved to this Antichrist and this false prophet that we read about in Revelation chapter 13. Nathan, and you know, that's a great point because also Second uh, Thessalonians 2.3 uh, talks about it. Let no one deceive you by any means. Uh, also talking there about, you know, the deception that is coming, this lawless man that is coming, and we see uh, that preparation uh, in our time. And I think you pointing out all these false occultic uh, uh, religions that are popping up and even modern-day tele-evangelists is very important for our listeners to take note of and uh, be very careful with the programming that they're watching, what they're allowing to uh, filter into their hearts and minds, uh, and also into the children because these false uh, teachers and uh, false Christ also going after our kids, right, Nathan? Oh, especially the kids. That's when they're most vulnerable. But it's it's like cigarette ads, you know. They're they're, they're aiming at kids. Uh, alcohol. They're aiming at teens, even though it's illegal. That they they know that they got to catch them young and when they're confused. Now it's interesting though that the Antichrist and the false prophet, the teachings that they have are meant to bring Satan glory, and they do that based on a works-based salvation, which is again another trait of what these false teachers you can identify what a false teacher is teaching if they say that you have to do any kind of works right. to accept god's grace yes. now that is totally not true god is grace you know ephesians 2 8 9 said is, is not by works but by god's grace his sacrifice through his son jesus christ he did all the work on the cross we can't do any work at all and when a cult starts telling you that you need to pray this amount of times or you need to read this or you need to go out and do this or that or you won't be saved, it's not, that's a false teaching, because the Bible says it is by grace alone that we are saved, and then it's the grace, the work was done by Jesus Christ. Excellent point, Nathan, excellent point, and that's why we pray that anyone tuned in out there will be encouraged that there is hope for them, and you're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we cover that very important topic of deception, Matthew chapter 24, verse 5. Again, if you have a question or a comment for us, feel free to give us a call or text in your question or your comment at 305-992-9537. Again, 305-992-9537. Nathan, of course, the encouraging word that we want our listeners to hear is that Jesus Christ, 
died and rose again. All his prophecies have been fulfilled. All the prophecies that uh, the Bible talks about are to take place in the future will be fulfilled. The rapture of the church uh, will happen, and Jesus Christ will come to judge this world. Uh, so anyone tuned in now, they need to repent and turn to Jesus now uh, before it's too late. Right, Nathan? Exactly. We don't know when Jesus is going to return. He said it'd be like a thief. You never expect when a thief's going to break in. Right. You cannot <laughs> expect when Jesus is going to return. But like we've been reading in Matthew 24, he gives us signs that point to his soon return. And one of the signs is the proliferation of false teachers and false Christs. We're seeing that today. They are all over the place. They're all claiming to be gods and that we need to follow them and do what they say to get eternal life. And that is one of the most prolific signs that Jesus gave, telling us that he's coming back. So we know Jesus is coming back soon. So the question is, are we ready? Yes. Have you given your heart to Jesus Christ? Have you asked him to be your Savior? Have forgiven you of your sins and to give you that new life in him? He did all the work on the cross. He, only him provides us a way to the Father. And so when we accept Jesus as our Savior, our sins are forgiven. We have a new life, a new promise, and he gives us the Holy Spirit to help us discern the false teachers. And Nathan, that is exactly why we want to encourage anyone to get into the program to grab hold of this great opportunity. And uh, salvation is available for all who call on the name of the Lord. And of course, Nathan, I was going to ask you, as we do every week, if maybe you would be able to share with that person that is tuned in right now, maybe they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, how they can get started, maybe a prayer that they could pray to start their relationship. Can you lead that for us? Certainly, certainly. Jesus Christ, died for your sins. God wanted to restore fellowship with humanity again, just like it was in the Garden of Eden, where man and God walked and talked and had fellowship together. But man decided they wanted to be their own gods, and they rebelled against God. And ever since then, we have been separated from God. We can't see him one-on-one. We can't talk to him one-on-one. We can't have that fellowship, but God wants that fellowship restored. Now, to fulfill God's sense of justice, death sentence was placed on us for our rebellion. But Jesus died on the cross. The perfect man and God combined died on the cross for us so that when we believe in him in faith and our sins are forgiven, we have no longer stand guilty before God. And one day we can stand before God and the fellowship is restored. We can talk to God face to face once more. We can see him. We can live with him in his love forever. And all we have to do in our heart, pray, dear Jesus, Please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promised that he will do that, and he will give you a new life in him. Excellent. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And, of course, what wonderful encouragement for anyone tuned in to receive the love of Jesus. And, of course, you can always give us a call here for more information and how to continue in the wonderful relationship by reaching out to us at 305 992 9537 Nathan, in closing, I wanted to see maybe you would just share a word of encouragement. Maybe there's someone listening in there that has been uh, falling into the trap of the deception of these occultic uh, religions, and uh, they don't know how to get out. Maybe they're, it's been, uh, they're stuck in the Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormonism. Uh, what would you say to them, Nathan? I would say that if you're listening to this now, then God is calling you out of the false teachings you're under. It's hard to admit when we've been deceived. We've all been deceived at one point. That's why we need to go to the Bible and read what the Bible has to say. And if you're being taught that you have to work your way to heaven, or you're going to be good enough if you just work and do certain things, uh, that's a false teaching. Now, I know to 
give all that up means you're likely going to have to give up your family, your friends, your acquaintances. But how much better that Jesus has saved your soul and you know that you're going to be with him in heaven forever. It's hard to give all that up, but it's so much more to know that you'll have eternal life with him. Mm. Nathan, thank you so much. And what a wonderful word of encouragement. You know, when Jesus called us to follow him, it wasn't going to be easy. There was going to be a lot of persecution, and we're seeing that uh, today. Nathan, thank you so much for being part of our program, and thank you so much for sharing with us in the second segment regarding this section. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thanks for having me on, Pastor Vic. Thank you. May the Lord bless you, and thank you all for tuning in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about deception, you can always give us a call at 305-992-9537. You can also send us an email at prophecy at and may the Lord bless you, and have a wonderful day.